Welcome to WFUV's What's What. It's Thursday, February 1st. What's What is a daily podcast that explores current events, culture, news, and hot topic issues in the New York Tri-State area. And includes features and interviews exclusively from WFUV. I'm Emma Murphy. And I'm Jay Doherty. And here are today's headlines. Flies, rats, and mice are in 300 New York City public school kitchens, according to the health department. That's one out of every five public schools in the five boroughs. And if you think you're safe at your private school, think again. They received violations at double the rate of public schools. Repeat offenders were located in every corner of the city. Even some of New York's most elite schools were on the list. But health officials say not to be overly concerned. Even critical violations aren't a guarantee of foodborne illnesses. And as buildings age and critters get in, officials say some violations are inevitable. The Red Cross is reporting nationwide blood shortages. But in the Bronx, the local community is doing their part to help out. WFUV's Mia Batista has the story. Last Monday, the New York Blood Center and Bronx Borough President Vanessa Gibson hosted a blood drive at Bronx Borough Hall to support critically low blood supply shortages across the country. Gibson says that donations go to people who need blood transfusions in urgent situations. I think it's important for New Yorkers to realize the importance of donating blood for those that are eligible. It takes up to an hour of your time and you could potentially save a life. I myself uh, was able to get blood several years ago because I needed it. And so these are things that sometimes you can never anticipate. The New York Blood Center says that 60% of people in the United States are able to donate, but only 2-3% to really do. Mallory Garwood is one of the Bronx residents who came to the blood drive. She says it's an important way she can help her community. We need to do human things for human beings, so that's why I'm here, to serve. And you don't want to have to wait until you're in that critical space and they say they don't have no blood. January is Blood Donor Awareness Month, and Gibson is working with local community organizations to ensure there will be more blood donation drives in the Bronx. I'm Mia Batista, WFUV News. The 2024 presidential election is taking spam calls to a whole new level. Artificial intelligence has now made it possible for a computer to impersonate candidates like never before. In New Hampshire, robocallers are using deep-faked versions of President Joe Biden's voice to attack his campaign. And a new report shows that Biden's automated voice may have been generated by the same company Mayor Adams uses to automate his voice in different languages. The company is called Eleven Labs, and they're known for making deepfakes that are nearly indistinguishable from a speaker's real voice. Last year, Mayor Adams hired the company to clone his voice into multiple different languages. That's so the mayor could speak to his non-English-speaking constituents. If you've been scrolling through TikTok recently, you may have noticed that some popular songs have gone silent on the app. That's because of contentious licensing negotiations between TikTok and Universal Music Group, a multinational record company that represents artists like Taylor Swift, Billie Eilish, and U2. Universal published an open letter to TikTok condemning the company for allowing a flood of AI-altered music on their platform. That's because when one of Universal's songs is turned into an AI cover, the record label and the song's original artist don't receive royalties. TikTok issued a statement in response to Universal. They're accusing the music company of greediness. TikTok also used the opportunity to remind the world of their user base of more than 1 billion people, all of whom will be impacted if the companies don't resolve this issue soon. Moving on, a New Jersey crab will be getting a new name after this year's Super Bowl game between the 49ers and the Chiefs. He'll either be Brock or Patrick after the two opposing teams' quarterbacks. 
it'll be a fitting name because this spider crab seems to have a special connection with football. Earlier in the season, he predicted the winner of the Jets-Giants game, but he hasn't yet told us about his Super Bowl thoughts. And now it's time for sports. WFUV sports reporter Ben Oppenheimer joins us now to give us the latest in sports from New York City and beyond. Thanks for taking the time, Ben. Thank you for having me, guys. Well, let's get right into it. We'll circle back to New York City in a bit, but I wanted to start with the controversy at the 2022 Beijing Winter Olympics, particularly for a prominent Russian skater. That's right, Jay. The International Olympic Committee says it'll begin awarding medals for the 2022 Winter Olympics. That's two years after a doping scandal during the Games left many athletes without them. This decision comes right after a court ruling that found Russian figure skater Kamila Valieva committed an anti-doping violation, which means that all her wins since December 2021 have been void. She has been banned from international competition until December 2025. Valieva and the Russian team won gold in team competition in 2022, which will now be given to Team USA. And there's some other big sports news unfolding on the world stage. Can you tell us more about the PGA's new $3 billion deal? Yeah, so the PGA Tour reached a deal with Strategic Sports Group, which is a collective of billionaire sports team owners. The goal of the deal is to infuse up to $3 billion into the tour. Under the terms of the deal, Strategic Sports Group, which is owned by Fenway Sports Group, would make an initial investment of $1.5 billion, followed by another potential $1.5 billion later on. This cash infusion will allow PGA players to become owners of their own league. The first-of-its-kind model will give golfers equity in the sport, which means the tour's success will mean greater payouts for the players. This all comes as the PGA looks to close in on a merger with the Live Tour in Saudi Arabia. Let's circle back to the city. It's a great time to be a New York Knicks fan right now. They've won eight games in a row, and it seems like they show no signs of stopping. What seems to be clicking for the Knicks this season? Well, Jay, you can say this recent trend of Knicks' success is due to multiple factors. After New York traded young guards Emmanuel Quickly and R.J. Barrett to Toronto and receiving O.G. Ananobi and Precious Tachua, they've almost looked like a different team. Their record since the trade on December 31st has been 14-2, which is the best in the NBA in that time period. And other metrics show how good they've been as well. In the month of January, the Knicks have had one of the best defenses in the whole league. They're also getting it done on the other end, as they're top 10 in offensive rating. And they're doing all of this without their star power forward, Julius Randle, who went down with a dislocated shoulder against the Miami Heat. While his injury was thought to be potentially season-ending, reports are now saying he'll be back within a few weeks. There's certainly a potential contender to watch the season, if you're an NBA fan. And there's more happening locally in basketball. It looks like the NBA draft in Brooklyn has been stretched to two nights instead of one. Yes, the draft is now being turned into a two-night affair. The first night will take place at Barclays as usual. The second night of the draft will take place at ESPN's Seaport District Studios in Manhattan. The first night of the draft will feature the first round, which comprises 30 spots for potential prospects to be drafted. And the second night will feature the second round, which will feature the last 30 picks. In this new format, the second round will be longer. It looks like the NBA is following the model of other leagues, like the NFL, which boasts a three-day draft that includes seven rounds. Some interesting changes for sure, and draft night is always an exciting and nerve-wracking night. Ben Oppenheimer is a reporter with WFUV Sports. Ben, thanks for coming on today. Thanks for having me, guys. 
And that's our show for today. But check back with us tomorrow, around 3 o'clock, for the latest in news, exclusive interviews, and feature stories from FUV. And as always, you can find more from us at WFUVnews.org and wherever you get your favorite podcasts. I'm Emma Murphy. And I'm Jay Doherty. And that's What's What. What's What?